madness. Traditional madness. Yeah, there we go. Hello. Good afternoon, Jan. How are you? I'm quite well, thank you. I'm quite well, but I'm also... I'm happy, but I'm very tired. I'm in a very intense week. Long client workshop. Lots of other things going on, but... Yeah, I feel satisfied. Wonderful. Yeah, I have to say I feel exactly the same. So this is going to be a... Um, this should be a calm episode. I think it has the potential to be calm. I'm not going to mention brutalism because that makes you angry. Yes. Okay, that is way too cute to be on the internet. Occasionally an email, a message finds its way to us. And we have a couple of questions here. This one I really like because this connects to something we've talked about before. Mm -hmm. This person has received a large iPad Pro, the 12.9 inch, at Ooh. work, loves working on it. What else am I supposed to do with it? I thought that was an interesting question. It's a lovely question. I, I love this. I often receive the same question whenever I hand over a first iteration of a design to plenty of clients. I think this question comes from the sense of wanting there to be a lot of things to do with, with whatever it is that you have that is new. You want to have a bunch of stuff to do with it because that's usually what technology has looked like. Up until very, very recently, technology basically came with a to-do list. And the to-do list usually had one or two USPs on it. There was always one or two really cool demos that you could do for, for friends or try out for yourself just to see like, wow, how cool is this new thing? And that time is probably past. So I think what this question comes from is a sort of an existential angst. When you sit down in front of your new, your new device, it doesn't have to be an iPad, but the iPad is such a good example of this. And it can do all of the things that you can think of for it to do. And that's just it. With less limitations, there it's harder to start because there's just so much freedom. There isn't anything that is this clear USP, this clear to-do list to just jump on. It, it's like being a child and being told to go outside and play. Where do you start? As an adult, we've trained for so long to not think like that. And I think technology is enabling us to be back in that situation. That's really an interesting way of, of looking at it. It's almost like the instructions aren't there. This feeling, I think, is possibly the most valuable thing you can get from a tool today. Whenever you have this feeling of, okay, but what now? There really isn't anything for you to do, but whatever is important to you. It shouldn't be distracting you. It should be enabling you. It shouldn't give you a to-do list and a lot of fun, distracting things. It should just be available. So enjoy that. Revel in the fact that there's a tool here waiting for you, just like a good pair of scissors. So I hear you had more questions for us. I picked out three. Um, the second one is essentially what, what kind of gear do we travel with? Do we bring external cameras? Do we bring external microphones? We love this topic, don't we? Yeah, we do. A little too much. A little too much, yeah. I travel with quite few things. I have started traveling with both the iPad and the laptop. Oh. I didn't used to do that. It was one or the other. Very often it was the iPad plus a keyboard. But I've started going with both now. And it's 
a way for me to differentiate between the different tasks. Very often when I'm out traveling, there's a lot of stuff that I need to show. I prefer to use the laptop for that. And once that's done, when it's more of a sort of a lean back type work, then it's the iPad. So it's not sort of entertainment on the iPad and sort of work work on the on the laptop. It's more what kind of intensity level it requires. And of course, both devices work for both things. So it's it's just a choice. So what about cameras or microphones? I don't travel with a dedicated web camera or anything like that, mostly because I absolutely hate web cameras. Yeah, they're terrible. They are. But there is one now. I think it's uh, from Insta360. It's like a little tiny, tiny, tiny little gimbal. Oh. Yes, uh, that you attach to your, well, I guess on a tripod, ideally, or on the top of your, your laptop or your screen. And it has lots of interesting little features, like uh, it will focus on your face and zoom in, always sort of keep a certain view of you, even if you're moving around, it'll follow you in a room, lots of things like that. And that's fun. I probably wouldn't use that so much. But the image quality is really impressive. I'm not too worried about the sound because I have an external microphone pretty much always when I'm traveling or I'm using my, my AirPods and that's, that's totally sufficient. But I have a really good image quality and to be able to have the camera at a level that doesn't go straight up my nostrils, I feel mm. is, is it, that, that's respectful to the people that have to be on video calls <laughs> with me. Definitely true. Yeah. Yeah. In terms of microphones, I have a very, very small little Dayty, D, can't spell it, D E I T Y. And it's the D4 Mini, which I, um, I really like. It's absolutely tiny. It's like a, it's like a shrunk little shotgun microphone, um, which is great because the quality of this is good enough to do these recordings. It also allows me to point the microphone in a, from a direction that minimizes room sounds, uh, reflecting sounds, etc. So sound, no problem. Image, always a problem, but maybe not with this, uh, with this new camera. Or maybe just use camo and make one's phone to a camera. And it's not very heavy. I mean, all of this stuff is really light, which to me is important because that feeling of freedom and mobility beats access any day. 100% agreed. What about you? The Dayty D4 Mini looks amazing. Currently, I don't travel with a microphone. Actually, for both everyday carry and for traveling, I pick either my, um, my MacBook Pro or my iPad Pro. It's one or the other. I actually do use camo to improve my video quality. I don't do it for calls though. I only do it for when I'm recording video. And unfortunately, I use the AirPods Pro mostly as a microphone, especially when on the road. Uh, it's probably a bad idea. So that's, that's what I carry around, mostly just an, an iPhone and an iPad or a MacBook. I'm wondering if the context in which one does the work also should play into it. If you're on, on a train, there's nothing else that's like your, your, your most used work environment. So do the devices need to be? I think being out and about is, it's almost, a, it's almost like a carte blanche to try something new. But I also realized when you were speaking that we forgot one thing. Oops, what was that? There is no way you are walking around with these things without some sort of pencil and a notebook. So what are they? 
we have these incredibly beautiful notebooks at many one the agency that I'm part mm-hmm. of. I love using those. And no, you can't have one. I was just about to ask. Damn it. This kind of transitions into um, that third question about furniture and ergonomics. Don't you dare pause or switch podcast just because I said furniture and ergonomics. Stay with us. <laughs> it this, could be interesting. It is an incredibly important topic. Uh, it's, it's about health and it's about well-being. And there is there is no reason to ever, ever compromise on ergonomics. It's kind of like, you know, I don't really care what kind of device one carries as long as one has a good space to work in. Mm. It's so much more important where you work, how you sit, than what the device is that, that you're bringing. And of course, light, the lighting and quality oh, of yes. the air quality. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. What is the perfect ergonomic setup for you? I really firmly believe that the, the best thing that we can do, the most fundamental thing that we can do is just don't sit in the same position for more than 30 minutes. Get up, walk around, preferably go outside if possible. I absolutely love that we had some questions coming in, especially for a tired episode like this. We are both very tired after two stressful weeks and we've had so many things to think about. And I think these questions triggered some really interesting conversations and I'm so happy we got them and really looking forward to have more. It was lovely. It was good fun. Thank you very much, Jesper. Thank you, Jan. Let's end with coffee. So I'm at Bonanza Coffee Roasters in Berlin and I'm drinking their uh, their normal espresso blend and it is a very pleasant experience. It's um, fruity, it's nutty, it's a little bit earthy. It doesn't really have chocolate but it just goes into this um, like almost a roasted hazelnut sort of thing. It's really really nice, totally recommend it. Bonanza Coffee Roasters in Berlin, strong 3 out of 5.